0: Um, Umket Industries proudly presents The Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater A Pendant Production In the autumn of 1944, President Franklin D. Roosevelt's clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts struggled in their mission to defend the free world from Nazi villainy This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion and this is their story Tonight's episode, the Austral Leviathan. When we last left the famed Brassy Battalion, they just made plans to head south to Mexico in pursuit of SCAR.
1: And head south we did.
0: That's right, Dixie. Taking up temporary residence at Dinamicus Del Air, a small airfield in the middle of dusty, sandy Mexico, Brassy Battalion resumed the search for the miscreant members of SCAR. Listen. Miss Dixie, the planes are gassed up and ready to go.
1: Thanks, Freudenberg. All right, listen up, people. You're going up to do recon
0: only. Oh, man, we just got here. Stop
1: it, Joey. And I ain't
0: even unpacked yet.
1: I can unpack your jaw for you. How's that?
0: Hey, calm down, toots. We
1: can't wait. Every second you're on the ground is the second we might be missing signs of where Scar's hiding their scrawny little tails.
0: Dixie's right. We're wasting time arguing.
2: You're a little quick to agree, Thomas.
0: What? I can't agree with Dixie? The decision is sound from a tactical standpoint.
2: I suppose... Each of you
1: head off in a different direction and cover as much ground as possible.
0: Are
3: you sure you do not want to lead this mission? I would be happy to let you use my plane.
1: Thanks, Benny. But I'll sit this one out. Plane is good. It was repaired. Yeah, of course it was.
4: And I did a rather fine job of it, two of you ask me. Which no one did. But still, I am proud of my work. I am, I am merely a man. I am not made of stone. Very... You're
2: right.
1: No one did ask you. Cool it, Lily. Get off his back.
0: (laughs) You always lead us, Dixie. Are you sure?
1: We can do just fine without her. I
0: only mean that she's the leader of the battalion and- and so
1: we should trust her to know what she's doing. If she says she's sitting this one out, she's sitting this one out.
0: Right.
4: Of course.
1: Look, you won't be flying in formation and you will not engage the enemy if sighted. You guys don't need me for this. Besides, there's plenty of work here to be done getting the airfield in order.
3: I don't wish to engage them anyway. I only ever engaged my Rinoshka. But if we see them, we can shoot them down, da. No!
1: Do not engage the enemy solo. We've got no idea of their strength here, and you could find yourself at number ten to one for all we know. Learn from my mistakes so that you don't get hurt, too.
0: I could handle
1: it. You and who? Your ma...
3: I got connections. You have connections in the air over Mexico. Who? Uh, never mind. Tell me. Forget about it. I should like to know. Shut up. Oh, why you don't like to share? Ah.
1: I think Joe is leaving without us.
4: We'd better go.
1: Yeah, get your keisters up there, and remember, recon only. Keep in contact with each other and call in as soon as you find anything.
0: Da, it will be done.
1: Be careful and hurry back.
0: And so Brassy Battalion climbed into their cockpits and rose into the clear blue Mexican sky. They're flying like cardinals in the cardinal no directions. Indeed they are, Frank. Benedict flew to the north, Joseph to the east, Lily to the south, and Thomas to the west their eyes scanning the ground for any sign of Nazi nefariousness.
2: <laughs>
0: good heavens, is that Nazi nefariousness that I hear? Yeah, it is. We are up to no good.
4: Yeah. And a lot of evil. Oh, we are
0: so very evil.
5: Oh, you're the most evil. Oh, go
0: Uh, on. I'm not half as evil as you. You're too kind. Let's check in on our foul-weather friends and see just what they're up to.
3: Hand me the screwdriver. Which one? What do I care? They all drive screws. It depends on what kind of screw you prefer. You can screw wood, it's you can... Too splintery. You can screw plaster. Too dufty. You can screw concrete. Ach, too painful. You can screw machines. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Do
5: you think it will mind that you're screwing it?
3: Well, I am repairing it, so...
5: I'm going to guess... Mm, no.
2: Machine <laughs> screws. You know that doesn't tell me enough. Is it a straight screw, or is it all kinky?
0: What? Oh, the head, you know, your little round head. Oh, they are called Phillips and Flathead. Get it straight. Okay, fine, sorry. This mad science is new to me, okay? I'm no Volker. Oh, you can say that again. Hey. Just give me the Phillips screwdriver. The blue one or the pink one? I
5: don't care. I'm ambiguous about it. You mean ambivalent. Fine, whatever. I don't know why we're speaking English anyway. Stupid writers.
2: Progress report. Just <laughs> stop
3: blubbering, you babbling fools, and just respond. Uh, I think we're almost done. Yeah, be sink.
2: I don't pay you to think.
3: Well, actually... You don't pay us at all.
2: Quit your yammering. When will you be done?
3: Soon? Yeah, let's go with soon.
2: See that you are. We have waited long enough.
3: Phew. Now to finish our work. Okay, I think it's done. Finally. There was no way to anticipate how long that would take.
0: Maybe you didn't work hard enough. Oh,
3: I did so. It's
0: like the seat covers all over again. What was that? Turn it on. Yeah, okay.
1: I am Nebulon.
0: But rebuild. Like forms the future.
1: Then I am Nebulon 2000. Ooh,
3: very futuristic sounding, yeah.
1: I am Nebulon 2000,
5: and I am here for your
0: cake. And now, a word from tonight's sponsor, the UmKIT Industries C&E Division. Yes, that's right. C and E. Well, now, sir, I'm reading off my script, and it says C and E, and it's by Umket, so I know it must be a swell product, but I'm afraid I don't know exactly what the C and E division makes. You know all you need do is ask. Then I shall. Then do. What, pray tell, does the C and E division produce? Why, candles, of course. Uh, I should have known.
5: Pretty, pretty candles for one and all. Watch your lights dance and have yourself a ball And you know, I believe Umcat is sending the CEO of the C&E Division over to talk to our fine listeners today
0: The CEO of C&E That must be him Come in Speed it up now, Harry This is live We're out the air
4: There we go Oh, hello I'm the Chief Executive Officer of the Umcat Industries C&E Division And I'm here to tell you We make
5: candles. Um, are those bars on the windows? I told you they made candles. Well done, friend. Now, maybe last night you were sitting at the supper table having a good time when all of a sudden the lights went out.
4: Goodness, no. Oh, I tell you, it can happen. Oh, dear Lord, this place is filthy. It sort of takes the phone out of things, doesn't it? Oh, you mean the dirt?
5: The light's going out!
4: Oh, yes, yes, absolutely! And then, of course, it's up to you to find an alternate source of lighting for your family.
0: Everyone knows the dark is scary.
5: Full of monsters, clowns, and products not made by Oomkin! How
4: terrifying! Oh, well now, if you mind the lights going out that much, I'll just bet you're using lazy candles. Lazy? Like the Nazis,
5: perhaps those Nazis—they're awfully lazy. It's harder to shoot them when it's dark. So, so keep your candles, candles handy, and your shots'll hit the mark.
0: Why,
4: I bet you're presently using the kind of candles that just lie down and let you do all the work lighting them. Well, now hold on! How can a candle work if you don't light it? <laughs> oh, only lazy candles need to be lit, son. That's why there's no L in um, can't, C and e l is for lazy it's easy for me because i'm not lazy
0: because
2: it's any alcohols and chemicals we're here to sell
0: lazy they ain't ain't
4: oh heavens i am on the wrong side of the tracks
5: now i imagine folks don't want a nimby pamby can would you say that's true harry Oh, yes, very. What people need is a go-getting business-like candle. I shall use none other. The kind of millions of people just like you are already using every day. Well,
4: you see, MCAT C&E candles have a special robotic sensor that lets them know when the lights have gone
0: out. Robotic? Oh, my, that sounds delightful. Uh, hello?
4: But of course. And this sensor is connected to an igniter. And when the lights go out, Omkatsini candles will light themselves.
1: They do the work for
2: you, so you don't have to think. Just lay back. And have the wife bring you a drink.
0: Yes, sir. These candles light up that darkness right from the word go. They'll light even the darkest darkness you ever saw. No darkness is too dark to be lit by a C and E candle.
4: Oh, and what's more is that these thick, creamy candles contain an action switch which can be set to the off or on positions. Off or on? What variety? Yes, and this way you can turn them off so they don't light every night as you make your way to
0: bed. Be sure to turn them on every morning to be prepared should your power go out. But isn't that more work than just lighting a candle when you need it? Goodness gracious, what are you, lazy? No sir,
5: not I. Didn't you hear the man? C&E has no room for laziness.
0: No
4: room for laziness. And clearly no soap in this studio.
0: And he's a CEO, so he must know what he's talking about.
4: Uh, I must and do, but don't take my word for it. Hello, I am the dean. Uh, Tell them what you're the dean of, son. Many a mainstay of higher education. And I'm here to tell you that C&E candles have no room for laziness. I've done the math, and it simply does not factor into the equation.
5: Incredible! He did math!
4: And if you're thinking now... But how can C and D candles be this great? I'll tell you, but not what I think. What the Dean thinks.
0: He's a thinking man, a thinker's thinker. The wonderful part of Umketsini candles
4: is that they're so easy to use. Turn them on in the morn and off in the eve, and you'll have nary a worry should the lights go out. So
5: there you are. It couldn't be any clearer. who C&E are as fine a candle as you can buy.
4: No, they're finer, and I should know, for
0: I'm the dean. Quick lighting, hard working. And as for our economy, well... Listen to this.
4: Urmcat C&E candles can save you up to half of what it would cost to buy twice as many of the leading inferior brand of candles. It's a miracle! Don't you agree that you ought to get some today and try them?
5: Yes, we do! And we will! They must, else they'd be lazy like Nazis!
4: Uh, someone get me out of here. I think I actually spotted some dust on a shelf. Dust! Oh, heavens! Don't these people have maids?
0: We now return our program as Dixie attends to preparing the battalion's new base of operations for things to come.
1: Oh, there's so much paperwork.
0: That's our fine government for you. It's only half our government. The other half is the other
3: government. A joint operation between
0: nations is often difficult to arrange.
3: Joint nothing. They ain't doing nothing but letting us rent out this here hangar and airfield. At this point, that's
5: all we need.
1: There's so much work to be done. This place is falling apart.
3: Corny and Esmerella should be getting here before too long. Maybe they can help some.
1: Essie's got enough to deal with, and I imagine Corny won't be able to focus on much else. We're going to need more help than that. All this paperwork's giving me a headache. I'm going for a walk.
0: Don't stray too far from the base, Dixie. For the jungle is an uncultivated, undomesticated, uncontrolled beast.
1: A beast. Yeah, I got it.
0: Meanwhile, not too far away, Vreni and Billingsley probed the depths of their pyramidal hidden base. This place is pyramidal.
2: Well, it is a pyramid. Yes, yes, I know.
3: Poor choice for a base.
2: Perhaps not as poor as you think.
3: What are we doing down here in these dark corridors? I thought you wanted me to find the beast.
2: Oh, I do. I do. And you will. And it'll be soon. Or it'll be your head. Those
3: threats really work a lot better when you're geist and your voice is all... (laughs) scary.
2: I know. The troops only screamed once each when I surprised them. Can you believe it?
3: I never thought I'd see the day.
2: Regardless, I thought perhaps you'd like to see what makes this space so valuable.
3: Why are we stopping?
2: We're here.
3: Here? Where? Is that a cave? These catacombs lead to a cave? Well, you've done it again, Vrenny. Excellent work! A cave! brassy battalion is sure to feel our wrath now. I mean, a cave. Goodness, there's so many things you can do with it. Why, you could uh, sleep in it, put a bear in it, lock the troops in it, and let them redecorate.
2: Just go in. Ooh,
3: maybe you could put that submarine you lied about us having in there.
2: You'll never let me live that down, will you? Perhaps
3: we could go exploring, and we could find sparkling fairies amidst the stalactites and stalagmites, and maybe we could catch one, and they'll grant us wishes, and then we could pull off their wings, You're starting
2: to seriously disturb me, and I'm a Nazi! Is that a leak? Of a sort. Keep walking. of goo. Blue goo. You mean it's your... Well, what is it doing here? It had to come from somewhere. You
3: no, know, I honestly never paid it
2: any thought. And that's why I'm the one running the show. How long has this been here? Long enough. We discovered it while initially hunting for the beast. Once we discovered what it could
3: And with that ancient pyramid so close...
2: It only seemed natural to build a base here.
3: Yes, that certainly explains things. But... What is it? If this has been here all this time, it's been over a year since you bathed in it to acquire your powers. Why haven't you?
2: When Beast was initially captured, it was very near this location
3: been here before
2: all indications are that it can smell the goo
3: so they're connected
2: incredibly so were i to bathe in this and become geist returning to the pyramid would lead it all right to us and spell doom for us all exciting i know
3: you sacrificed your powers to save us
2: don't get sentimental it was a tactical decision.
3: Of course.
2: We must capture the beast on our terms and not have it feasting upon us in the night.
3: On that we are agreed. What is that?
2: Many paths lead out from here, sun to the surface. It's just an animal, or something brushing by one of the. The beast! Run! Yes. I meant back to the pyramid. This is our chance!
3: We cannot capture it alone.
2: We can at least learn its location. It's close and we must not let it find us go.
3: bit protective of it, aren't you?
2: You've seen what I can do when I it. Do you want to deal with a beast like that?
3: I'd prefer not to deal with the beast at all.
2: Then better normal than paranormal.
0: Point. The villainous pair ran on, chasing down the beast, finally almost within their grasp after years of searching.
3: One who runs like an elephant. How someone so small can make so much noise, I'll never.
0: Someone or something was nearby. Close. How close? Very close. So close that. Shuffering. Sorry. I don't hear anything. Listen, I think it smells something. Run! Not as far away as she might think, Dixie paced the perimeter of the airfield, trying to clear her head, and paused as...
1: Holy mackerel! That scream was hitting on all sixes!
0: Hearing the screams of terror, Dixie feared people were in trouble, and needed help. We are in trouble! And do need help! I said people, not Nazis! Curses! Dixie ran through the jungle, penetrating even deeper into its leafy depths, easily following the path of destruction the beast left in its wake.
1: Ribes, this thing's gotta be huge!
0: And Frenny and Billingsley, well, they weren't faring too well. We'll never make it to the pyramid. We have to get back to
3: the cave. No! <laughs> okay, the cave! I'm wounded. badly. You're a weakling! Keep moving! I'm wounded! You're fighting!
2: Keep
0: running! Just as Rennie and Billingsley made it to the tunnel entrance and ducked inside, Dixie burst through the nearby trees and skidded to a stop. As the beast lumbered into view, towering twenty feet into the air, its shiny green scales sparkling in the sun.
1: Great googly moogly.
0: Slowly, it sniffed. Uh, slowly its head turned to face Dixie uh oh and its maw opened and venom dripped from its hundreds of sharp pointy teeth and it spoke
1: vicious ferment
0: This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg.
1: Uh, that thing is big.
0: Mark Zaracor as Frank McGuff, with big pointy teeth that are pointy and big.
1: And truly. Hey, you
0: way. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. And it shall be mine. Oh,
1: yes, it shall be mine. Good. You two would make a sweet couple. <coughs> oh.
0: Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby.
3: So
2: much paperwork.
0: Pete Mylin as Freidenberg.
2: Well, at least it's something to do. I only had three lines, and one of them was... Oh. Maybe the writer's punishing you for what you did to me. I still don't know what that was. <laughs>
0: stupid jumping ahead in time. Scott Vinicomb as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. Who
2: in the world
5: has time to worry about lines? There's rehabbing to do. Need a one, a two... A one, a two...
0: Anthony Piselli as Joey Scalzetti. Yeah, whatever. It ain't so bad.
5: More time for
3: eating. Oh, it ain't as good as Essie's. Who gave you Kentucky Fried permission to call my daughter by
0: that name? Ah, Gherkin. I told you to mind your own beeswax. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. Less lines means more time for... Contemplation of... things.
2: Like love, honey? Uh, Yes,
0: Lily. Yeah. Like love. (sighs) Perry Whittle as Benedict Archenko. Uh, Less lines is more time for vodka.
3: But you all knew I would say this. Perhaps I am too predictable. If they knew you'd say that, they must know I'll ask you to share. And they must know I would agree for my good friend Thomas.
0: So who cares if he's predictable? He's vodka. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. (coughs) (coughs)
2: Catherine
0: Pride as Vrenny.
2: What? It really hurts when I don't have the goo. Oh, check please.
0: Justin Dobby as Volker. Oh, spare me. You find your goo while I run away here in prison. Supless. Away from
5: you. And your meaniness. Actually,
0: it's not so bad.
5: Except I'm supless.
0: <laughs> Philip Weber as SCAR Trooper 1. Supless? David Alt as SCAR Trooper 2.
4: <laughs> we should call
3: him Soupless Man. Oh, he flies around the world writing wrongs. And
0: lamenting his lack of soup. Well, now that's just mean. I'd never write wrongs. Elaine Barrett as the robot. I got
5: to be in a commercial again.
0: You sure do seem to miss those. You
5: can't go home again. Are you sure? What are you saying? Nothing, nothing.
0: Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2000.
5: Even in the future, we like
0: <laughs> Kristen Bayes as the Umket Triplets.
2: Well, I don't know about these candles, but I kind of like shooting Nazis in the dark. It did make things more challenging. I don't like guns. <gasps> I swear if she did not look like us, I'd think she was adopted. I know, it's like she's an alien or something.
5: Oh, go take a powder, will ya?
0: Jerry Crawford as the dean. I'm a thinking man. A thinker's thinker who thinks the things you wish you could think. Abner Senaris as Harry the CEO. I
4: mean, honestly, hire a cleaning service or get a mop or something. This is unseemly.
0: And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. There's only so much we can do with our
5: sponsor money. Say, you're a higher-up at Oomkin. Perhaps you could see about increasing our staff. got go.
0: Special appearance by Sam Young as the Beast. <laughs> This is Seth Adamsher. Stay tuned next time as Geist returns and some help arrives only at PendantAudio.com You've been listening to a Pendant production of the Dixie, Stenberg, and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater brought to you by the Umkit Industry C&E Division. And remember...
2: It's C&E for me because I'm not playing Z Don't give us any alcohols and candles We're here to sell
0: Stay safe, America and good night.
4: Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Soup
5: This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adamsher. Umken Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2008, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.